I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week, we are talking about working together and collaborating together as believers. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 14, it starts with, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. So in the same way, Romans 12 verse 4 says, so different part of scripture says, Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God gave us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is to give, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with all those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you do and live in peace with everyone. And it just goes on and on about talking about how we aren't, you know, supposed to have enemies and not to take revenge on people. How if our enemy is hungry, we feed them. And I just think we kind of picked this topic this week about collaborating and coming together as the body of Christ, I guess, is what we're going to talk about. And the reason why we picked it is because last week we talked about how Jesus stopped and he saw the needs of people around him. And, and he met those needs. And then this week, we're going to talk about the importance of the body of Christ and how we all have different functions and how each function matters. And we just read scripture upon scripture, first Thaddeus and I, about 
how the body of Christ looks and how it's multifaceted and, and it's just a beautiful representation of, of Christ on earth. And going back to what we talked about last week, like church said about stopping and meeting needs. And we touched on it a little bit last week, how it might be something where I don't know how to meet that need, but I'm only one part of the body. So I might be able to then find someone else, a different part of the body to meet that need. And that doesn't mean we're not talking the body of church that we go to. It's the body of Christ. So just because we go to a specific church, that doesn't mean a need can't be met by a different church or a different denomination or anything like that. It's coming together to work together to meet those needs. And I like what I just read. It's in his grace. God has given us different gifts to do certain things well. And I think that's important to remember, but it's not by who I am or who Thaddeus is that, or who you are that we serve the Lord, but it's by the grace of Jesus Christ that we serve the Lord. And that when we're serving the Lord, we're able to do, do it well because we're doing it to bring God glory. I know for me, there's been different times in my life where I've tried to function in areas I'm not gifted in, and it hasn't always turned out the best. Like, I just think I... For example, I'm not a worship leader, and there's been times where maybe I've had to help out in different capacities for that, like on a missions trip where we have to lead worship in a in a different country or whatever, and it's just it's just not my gifting, and it's very evident when something isn't your gifting, the grace to do it maybe isn't there, or maybe you can do it to get by, but there's other people who are much more gifted in that area, and it doesn't mean I don't have a heart for worship. It just means it's not my gifting. And there was a, a time where... I was asked to be a treasurer for a church we were a part of. And, you know, I, I manage the finances of our family and I'd be the first to admit that I made mistakes along the way. And so I don't feel like being the treasurer of a church was necessarily my calling, but I tried to make it work as best as I could. But I was very willing to let that go to someone else who could handle it better than myself. Cause that just wasn't something that for me was like, Oh yeah, I, I want to handle the finances. I want to do that. You know, like it was, no, I, I was in more of a place of, can I help behind the scenes in tech or I'll help play uh, with the worship team, maybe not lead it where sometimes I was stretched to lead, but uh, that was more comfortable for me than managing the finances of the church and not really understanding the different, uh, there's a lot more going on with finances in a church than there is in a, in a, in a single family, you know, home, right? It's not, not the same kind of tax things that you're dealing with or anything like that. Right. And I think sometimes when we're really passionate about a certain aspect of how we serve the Lord, we don't always understand that not everybody has that passion or that gifting. Like for example, I work with youth and I have a passion and a heart for youth, but I can tell you that, we have a lot of people sign up who who don't really, who try it out, but then when the rubber hits the road, they're like, wait, I feel like this isn't where God has me. And I can say that I've had that experience myself working in children's ministry. I've tried it out and I've, I've been there and it just is not for me. It was not a place where I felt like a fulfillment from God in it. And it was, I mean, not that I couldn't do it. I have young kids. I love young kids, all of that, but it was just not for me, something that I felt like God was fulfilling me in, if that makes sense. But here's the thing that I would say about 
kids ministry in particular, to me, it's one of the most important ministries in the church. And, and maybe I'm saying that as a mom who has young kids, but I'm saying that I pray for the people who are teaching my children and I admire them and I appreciate them so much. And I used to years ago do a mom's ministry and we'd have a hard time finding people to come in and volunteer for our young children. But I have to tell you, I, w- I spent so much time praying for those volunteers to come in because I knew the impact that they were making on my kid's life. And I knew that I didn't want just anybody to fulfill that role because you can pay somebody to come in and fulfill a role that needs to be met. But I wanted people who felt ca- the call of God on their life. And we had this really cool lady who felt called of God to serve in in children's ministry and the impact she had on my kid's life and that season was so phenomenal. And I just think how cool is it when God raises the right people with that anointing to, to prosper in a certain area in the church. And, and so I think it's good. Yeah. We have Jack of all trades. Like I'm willing, I'm the type of person, if I see a need, sure, I'll step in and meet it, but doesn't mean it's going to be the best it could be. Right. It means that I'm, I'm going to scrape by and I'm going to figure it out, but there's other people who are more gifted in the area that can step in and do it. And there's definitely areas where we really need to work with each other. I'm not saying Trisha and I, I'm saying in the church or in other areas as well, where we're talking about the collaboration and maybe, maybe it's a large event and one person sees it one way and another sees it a different way. And it's, you know, somebody wants to call the shots, but then the other person wants to call the shots. And it's, it's collaborating and working together to see the big picture and not just, this is the way I see it. Maybe you want to be that leader, but still be open to suggestions from others so that you're able to work together for the big picture to, to see it forward. I think something I see a lot in the body of Christ is that people desire certain gifts. Like people want to be the worship leader or they want to be the preacher or they want to be the cool youth leader that everybody likes or just all the different giftings there. They want to be the evangelist that goes out and wins all the people to Christ. And, and I think it's important to be inspired by other people around us. And I'm not saying we don't look at somebody else's gift and say, hey, that gift is really inspirational and I love it. But what I'm saying is we can't copycat the way God has anointed one person in particular because the call that God has on your life is different than the call that God has on someone else's life. And I think what is cool about our faith and developing and growing in our relationship with God is that that is something we uncover. We kind of go through this process of uncovering our giftings and our anointings as we get older. And as we go through different trials, God maybe begins to fashion us in a unique way. And it's learning how to tell God the things that you desire and talk to him about it, but be okay with who he, where he has you and who he's called you to be. So like Thaddeus read earlier, where if the foot says I'm not a part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that make it any less part of the body? And I think some, you know, kind of just piggybacking off that scripture earlier is just the idea that I could look at how God uses Thaddeus and and say, man, God's not using me that way. So I'm therefore not 
as used by God or I'm not as gifted by God because God is using Thaddeus in a different way than he's using me. But I think it's just important to step back and get out of that comparison trap of, of calls that God has on people's life and just say, okay, God, here I am. And I want you to use me. So God, how, how is it you want to use me? What is one simple act of obedience that I can do to help put momentum in my life to go towards the place where I feel like you're calling me. And I do believe that God puts desires and longings in each of our hearts. And he kind of has knit each person in a unique way that is going to help propel them into the place where he has called them to be. But asking God how to help yourself get there and if there's a way you can help that process. And so I believe that if God has called you to do something, he's going to get you there. But how can we take steps to help reach the things that we feel like God is calling us to do? So it would be like, say God was calling somebody to be uh, a worship leader, but they were just going to take for granted that God was calling them to be a worship leader. But maybe something they could do would be to take music lessons or guitar lessons or whatever it might be to help them get to the place where they are comfortable to be in front of people playing a guitar or to sing. If, if all of a sudden God were to be like, Hey, Trish, I want you to lead worship on the piano. Well, I don't know how to play the piano at all. And so I'd obviously have to start taking those steps. I'm not saying I feel like that's what he's calling me to do, but I'm just saying I'd have to take that step of faith to begin and learn to play the piano. And, and even using that as an example, taking steps, but even if God really wants that for you and you don't have absolutely any idea how to do it, God works in ways that he'll make it happen. So growing up, my pastor's wife, before the church was even planted, they were in a like a house group and they were hoping to have someone help lead worship on a piano. She didn't know how to play. And they prayed. They she wanted I don't remember the exact story, but I know that they prayed and she started playing. And so God works in ways, and, and I'm not saying she never put in the time after that. You know, I'm sure she put in some of her own time to learn more and practice well, and everything like that. Well, she even like had that. to just take that step of faith to get on the piano bench to start playing the piano. Right. So Romans 8, 26 through 28 says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I think 28, you know, 828 is a verse that a lot of people are familiar with, but I think just backing it up there to 26 and 27, it kind of gives a little more context, you know, and the Holy Spirit will, will help you in your weakness. And it may be an, a, an example of helping you in a, helping you in a situation of, of weakness of not knowing how to do something, but you feel like you should be doing it or you need to step in to help to meet a need, or it may be in a way of stepping in, so that you can work with others and collaborate with them, find the people that are stronger suited to meet that need. And the Bible says that the gifts that God has given us can't be withdrawn or they can't be taken away from us. I think it's in Romans 11 that the gifts of God are without repentance. And the Bible talks about how 
So when God puts something on your life, it's there by his grace, by his mercy. It's not something that you've done or it's not something that man has done to you or can be taken away from you, but it's who God has uniquely made you to be. And I think so often I, I struggle with this myself. We look for our affirmation and our our go ahead from people around us or from the world, but really that comes straight from God. And it does not come from around us, that approval. And what I, I think is scary is when we look for approval from man and we look for, for approval from maybe the leadership around us or from other people, those are the same, when their disapproval comes into our life, those are the same people that will just take you out of ministry and they'll take you out of the call of God on your life. And yes, you do need to have a door open for you. You do need to have, like, if you feel called the children's ministry, you need to have a place to minister to children, and the door does need to be open for you. However, you're not in that place because man has put you there. You are in that place because that's where God has put you. So if man puts you there, man can take you out. But when God puts you there, no man can take you out. And I think for me, that's something I've, I know I've struggled with in my life is that words I've let other people say to me or speak over me has brought me death or life. It has encouraged me in what I'm doing to serve God, or it has discouraged me in what I'm doing to serve God. And words have so much power. And when we let the power of what people say grip us to an extent, it should not. When we let the words that people say have authority in our life, whether it's good or bad, to a place where it shouldn't then we're going to easily let it take us out of ministry, let it take us out of the call and the gifts that God has on our life. And when God is using you, you're always going to have people naysayers. You're always going to have the devil out to kill, still and destroy everything you are doing. And so if you can somehow for me, and I'm talking, when I say this to you, I'm saying this for myself too. If I can shut out all the other cares and all the other worries of the world, and focus on my well done, good and faithful servant from God alone. And my, oh, Trish, this is where you're in error from God alone. And I'm not saying that if somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, Trish, you did this and I feel like you were missing the mark on this. It's not saying that I'm going to just be like, oh, haters going to hate, you know, brush that dirt off your shoulder. But I'm going to take what they're saying and I'm going to say, hey, God, is this true? And if it's true, show me how I can fix it. And if it's not true, we've talked about this before, but if it's not true, then help me to move on past this. And I think there was another episode where we kind of talked a little bit about that. But I do know this, that, you know, we're coming together in the body of Christ and we're trying to be different parts. And you might right now be in a place where you're feeling like, hey, I'm supposed to start this certain ministry in my church and there's not already a platform for it. And you might need to approach the elder board or the senior pastor or whatever to discuss with them like that you're feeling this stirring in this thing in your heart that is from God and guess what the door might slam in your face but maybe the door slams, slams in your face maybe you're feeling like hey I'm supposed to start a food pantry at our church but the church says nope we're not going to do that maybe it means something else maybe there's a different avenue so just because everyone's arms aren't open to what it is that you're feeling like God wants to do with you doesn't mean it isn't what God wants to do. So then it's like, okay, God, if this is what you're feeling like I should do, if you're feeling like I should do this with my life, then I need you to help show me ways that I could help myself advance in that area. And ask God to put those people in your life that can 
that can help further that along for you. Cause it's, it's really hard to do things on your own. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and we're not saying you're not, you're doing it on your own cause you're, you're doing it with God, but it's, it's really hard to just, okay, God wants me to do this ministry. So I'm going to do it. You can sure try, but if you don't have anybody alongside you to work with you and to encourage you to pray for you or anything like that, it's really hard to maintain that fervor for it and to maintain the drive and, and the want to, and to not be discouraged when things don't go your way. So what is it, I guess, that God is calling you to be faithful at? What is your contribution that you are to the body of Christ? You might not be the hand, you might be the foot. You might not be the eye, but you might be the nose. You know, I don't know what it is in the body of Christ you are. But what I guess this is, is how can you collaborate with the rest of the body to fulfill the call that God has on your life? And so that's kind of this message in a nutshell. It's not, it's not something big and profound. It's probably something you already know, but it's just rather to spur you on and say, Hey, if you're feeling that call of God on your life, go out and chase after it and do the last thing that God told you to do and be obedient to where God has you now in your life. If you liked this episode or you liked any previous episodes, if you haven't listened to any previous episodes, I'd encourage you to do that. I, uh, not everything is sequential by any means. You have to listen to, to episode three to get yourself here to episode 19. Uh, but I'd encourage you to go back and listen if you haven't. Uh, if you like it, let us know. Uh, subscribe, share it with your friends. And if you have any questions for us, prayer requests, shout out to us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. And until next week, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.